Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Steelers and Bengals this Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's a Friday episode, mm-hmm. so you know we're going to do a ton of breaking down that matchup. And i got to be honest with you, Jacob. Yeah. You know what? We do this all the time, but I get a little more optimistic as the week goes on. They can win this game on, on Sunday. Tom, they, they can win this game. What happens is you get really excited for the game. And I'm trying to be realistic. Oh, is and that? Then, no, 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 no. And then you do a very good job of convincing me, and then I end up following suit. So it's my fault. It's your you're fault. Saying. It's always my fault. My my unrealistic expectations for the season, I blame totally on you. I love. Didn't we do like a schedule walkthrough once in the yeah. middle of the offseason? You had him at like eleven and six. Or something uh, like I that. actually have that right here. Yeah. If you give me a little we bit don't of time need to really look into the past, I, ha- I think I did have them. I think I did have them pretty high. You did. So I don't need you to put all of your optimism on me and say that I'm the reason why I conjure it up. But I look at the game, dude, and when I see a betting line drop, maybe people get sick of me saying this and talking about betting lines all the time, but I really use them as a barometer for getting like vibes of games. And I keep seeing it come back down towards the Steelers. I don't know. It kind of makes me mm-hmm. feel like, you know, people were seeing Bengals minus six, Bengals minus five and a half, and they were saying that's a lot of points for the old Pittsburgh Steelers with TJ Watt to be getting at home. And it keeps coming down. I think I saw it at four recently, so mm. <laughs> We've seen the Steelers be double-digit favorites in the past this year a couple yeah. of times, and it proved to be warranted. Mm-hmm. If they're only a four-point underdog at home, I think it's going to be a pretty damn close game. And you know, when you factor in TJ Watt, that number can That's the thing that number can really just disappear on one play because of his presence. And really quickly, Tom. Uh, we went back. It was when the schedule was released, or the the opponents. Uh, the not so, schedule release day. Not, no, 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 no. Sorry, it wasn't when the the actual week by week schedule uh, was released. The opponents were released. The opponents were released. I had them. You had them at seven and ten. Look at me. And I, I might had be right, them. By the way. Wow. I actually. How about this? On March thirty first this past year, <laughs> the opponents were released, but on. May 13th, the actual schedule You're was really released. dragging this out. I just need a record. All right. Well, when the opponents were released, I had them at 10 and 7. You had them at 7 and 10. <laughs> 7 and 10 to 10 and 7 is not that bad. Three games in the NFL? That's bad. Okay. Two, three, four, five. Oh, you have five, to count now. Six, this seven, is great eight. radio. You're killing it. You had them when the actual schedule was released. You. 
bumped them up. Eight, nine. You went to eight and nine, and then I had them at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I did. I have knew them. it. <laughs> Eleven and yeah, six. Yeah, so shove your optimism up your butt. It's not my fault. <laughs> Before we get into the Bengals, though, I do have a bone to pick with people. Yeah, sure. And this is I want to at the very beginning just explain how irrational this anger of mine is. But what have we heard ever since Kenny started? Even before he got in, people kind of started to say this is just like a, well, you never know what's going to happen. It's going to happen. All rookie quarterbacks go through trouble. I don't know why I made them some guy at a speakeasy back in the 20s, but that's how I, that's how I knew them, say. So (laughs) everybody liked to say you either, you know, sit him down like a Mahomes, like a Rodgers. He learns the ropes from the bench. Or you throw him out there and you get good experience like a Baker like a Peyton Manning. And that's the one that mm. I really just have a lot of problems with because I keep hearing it more and more. Hey, Peyton Manning struggled his rookie year too. Hey, Kenny Pickett's not been having the best start to his rookie season, his NFL career, but you know who else didn't, Jacob? You know who else didn't have a good start? Peyton Manning. Maybe Ever heard this, of him? Maybe Ever this, heard of him? Maybe the second best quarterback to ever play the game? Maybe the best, really, when you just boil right. it down to the position being played at its absolute Right, not peak. necessarily winning. Right, but, but we pay you to win, so Brady or whatever. But you've heard of him then, so you know who Peyton Manning is. The Shortfire yeah, Hall I'm, of Famer, multiple-time MVP. I'm familiar. When we were talking about drafting Pickett, remember we said stop doing the damn Marino comparisons, it's not fair to Kenny? Same exact it's, damn thing it's here. It's elevated It now. elevates things too much. It puts way too much pressure onto him. When you use that as an excuse for his poor play, you're setting him up to almost mm-hmm. guarantee. L- listen to what you're making the expectations be when you do that. And maybe you don't mean to do this, but it's how it comes across to me. He's going to be the second best quarterback in the history of the NFL. No, that's exactly that's what you're exactly setting the bar. Him, you that's said. right. That's that's what you're setting the bar at. And I hate comparisons to you know every time the draft class comes out. This guy reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger. This guy reminds me of right. Brett Favre. This guy reminds the me of NFL so-and-so. NFL equivalent like, to the college. It's the players. worst thing they right. do to these kids because it sets expectations way too unfairly. And by the way, it's almost always a Hall of Famer. It's never like this guy's the next Marcus Mariota. Like, right. They never do that. They're right. always like this guy's going to be a surefire first ballot mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. He reminds me so much of him. Even so, like a dare. Derek Carr, right? Like, yeah, you, you never you see that. Kirk Cousins, you that. never no. see that. It's, it's always, always boom or bust. Mahomes yes. or Montana or Brady. Didn't they do Burrow to Brady when he was coming out? Maybe. That might be right, by the way. But uh, still, it's ridiculous. Same <laughs> thing here when you try to defend. You say that might be right as we're complaining about all these <laughs> comparisons. Still, it makes me mad in this sense, too, when you try to excuse his poor play by being like, well, Peyton did it. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. whataboutism, right? And that's a logical fallacy. Right. You can't because... try to explain something away for Kenny by going, well, what about Peyton? And the thing that really makes me the most mad about The thing that is, really grinds your gears? Yeah, they point to Peyton because he had the 28 interceptions his rookie season. It's insane to think that Peyton Manning turned the ball over 28 times. I mean, that's an interception percentage of almost five. Like, that's insanity to think. But he also threw 26 touchdown passes that year, which at the time was the NFL rookie, rookie record. NFL record before Russell Wilson tied it, and then Baker Mayfield broke it, and then Justin Herbert broke that. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, it stood over 10 years as the rookie touchdown passing record. So he threw a ton of interceptions. He almost touched 4,000 yards. His completion percentage was 57%. That's bad. But 26 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns for a rookie to throw. In fact, it was the most a rookie had ever thrown up to that point. Mm-hmm. Peyton was reckless as a rookie, 
but he still showed a lot of the stuff that ended up translating to making him one of the best, if not the best, in the game at a certain point in time. He threw the ball all over the field. He took shots downfield. He scored a lot of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. This Steelers offense is nowhere near in that scope. And no. Kenny Pickett, even if he was playing well, it would be incredibly unfair to expect 26-plus touchdown passes from him in his rookie season. It really, really, really has chapped me whenever someone— Like, every time I hear a caller on any program, anybody say, well, you know Peyton Manning had a bad rookie year, too. It it makes me cringe because it's just so unfair, and it's just the the wrong, lazy way to explain away what's going— I don't want to say wrong with Kenny, but just explain the learning curve that Kenny's going through. Right. I mean, you are choosing the one guy who— coincidentally happened to have a bad rookie year, but then went on to have an illustrious career, right? No one's saying, oh, well, what about Ben Roethlisberger? You know, he was started 13-0 as a starter as a rookie. Why aren't people making that comparison? Saying, well, Kenny's not starting 13-0, so does that mean that he's not going to have two Super Bowl wins and a third trip beyond that and finished top 10 in yards and touchdowns and passes and wins and all that. Right, you just choose the side of the argument that right. fits your you narrative. Right, you cherry pick, yeah. Right, because you said, Ben, keeping it close to home, I'll raise you one more and make it more recent. Why isn't he looking like Andrew Luck? Why isn't he going 10-6 and and mm-hmm. in getting his team to the playoffs in his rookie season? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's right. just is, whatever is, is he suits, gonna, whatever he suits be, your narrative. Is he not going to be considered one of the all-time great young quarterbacks moving forward? If he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl in his second year, like Joe Burrow <laughs> did last year, right? Like, it could it could go both ways. It cuts both ways, and really, that was it. That whole opening to this podcast served no purpose other than just letting me vent a little bit and to tell people out there. No, it stop makes stop comparing him to Peyton so much Manning's sense. rookie season. And I'll say this: the NFL, and you've mentioned this too, the NFL is no easy thing to just coast through. We've talked about this in a previous episode. The state of the NFL quarterback standings, right? There's the upper echelon of you got Mahomes and Rodgers who wasn't back-to-back MVP, but the new guys Mahomes and Lamar and Herbert and Burrow, we've we've mentioned this before. In his career, Mahomes has gotten to the Super Bowl twice, won once. Lamar hasn't gone. Uh Justin Herbert hasn't even made the playoffs yet. Josh Allen hasn't even made it to an AFC Championship game yet. It's not a given thing that you're just going to take off and have immediate success and run through or run over every other team on your way to winning a five Super Bowls. That was another problem that Ben had, and I think Ben kind of set himself up for this because when he was drafted by the Steelers, do you remember what he said about Super Bowls? He said, I know Terry has four, so I guess that means I have to win five. He wanted to be in that conversation Kind of setting himself up for failure. I mean, luckily, hey, if the he player did... wants to do it to themselves, that's that's sure. prerogative. But you knew when the Steelers, for the first time since Terry Bradshaw, were using a first-round pick on a quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, you knew those comparisons were going to be made. And good for Ben. He went out there. He got to got to a third. Didn't win it, but still, making three Super Bowls is no easy no easy task. But that was something that Ben Roethlisberger had to deal with his entire career. The guy before me had four. How many am I going to finish with? And Kenny now has to deal with both of those guys. Big Ben and Terry Bradshaw both being 
multiple-time Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks So within the same franchise. So it's never fair to the rookies. The rookies, no matter what position you play, but especially quarterback, it's the comparison is going to be way out of whack. And I don't know how much attention Kenny Pickett pays to it, how much he's heard over and over again that, oh, Peyton Manning uh, struggled or, or had 20-plus interceptions in his rookie year. I have no idea if he's heard it from his inner circle, if he's on social media and sees it from the fans. But I can't imagine he hasn't seen it at least once, right? He He's heard that before. Oh, he's heard that. He's heard the Marino comparisons. Sure, he's right. heard everything. He's heard all of that stuff. and So I just hope that it's not getting to him. It's not. And I don't think it is because it's now in, what, he's, he started six games for the Steelers. Yes. Uh, I think he is a two and four record. Yes. So two and four, you know, not the best, but not horrible, not 0 oh and six. Hey, Peyton went three and 13 as a rookie. Exactly. He's I mean, one like, went away from Dan Peyton. Go. There you go. No, it's just something that has been bothering me. And again, I'm not trying to paint Kenny in this light that he stinks and that Peyton Manning was great, so like, don't compare him to that because Peyton Manning was better than you think he was. I'm saying that because it's unfair to Kenny yes. to try to compare him to an all-time great, even in that all-time great's worst NFL season until he won the Super Bowl when he had mm-hmm. literally no neck left. And that was the worst quarterback I've ever seen go out and win a Super Bowl ever. Ever. In our lifetime, yes. I'd say that's a fair— Probably ever. Yeah. It's probably ever. Even, you know, the Hostetlers or the Trent Dilfers, he had no neck. He Jeff Garcia's. He couldn't—and yeah. also, by the way, he gave himself up in that Steelers game, and right. Steelers should have won that game. But <laughs> we move on from that. There's Let's, a lot There's a lot of high there's a lot to unpack there. surrounding that Let's save that, that game, for yeah. a later day. Let's talk about winning on this Sunday coming yeah. up against the Bengals. With Kenny. And let's talk about Kenny because mm-hmm. I, I am still waiting for that game kind of like we saw out of Joe Burrow his rookie year. There I go again with these damn comparisons. But You got to stop. But follow me on this one. Okay. He I'll didn't try. translate into winning really, but he looked the part. And there's been moments right. where Kenny's looked the part, but they're fewer and farther between than I'd like them to be after, you know, six games. You've had your bye week under your belt. I especially didn't like his pocket presence against the Saints. He seemed a little yeah. jumpy in the pocket. Six sacks taken. And I don't think that that was a six-sack performance by the New Orleans Saints front. Right. I was expecting a little bit more comfortability to translate onto the field after having that bye week to kind of hit the reset button and refocus on the second half of the season. Not saying that that's a habit that's ingrained completely into his system. I am saying, though, that these Bengals suck. Mm-hmm. Suck when it comes to getting, at getting the after the quarterback. Yeah. They get 14 sacks on the season, and seven and a half are between two dudes, Hendrickson and Hubbard. Mm-hmm. So, if you're Kenny Pickett, I know that you kind of have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Now I'm starting to sound like Mike Tomlin, <laughs> but you got to stick in that pocket a half a beat longer in this game, even if you think it's time to bail. Give it a half a second more. Mm-hmm. Give it a full second more. Trust your linemen in this game. I know that's tough because they are a work in progress themselves, but they're working in progress. Oh, they're getting better. They're getting better. And Dan Moore had a great game last week. He was PFF's, like, sixth-rated player overall Mm. across football for his performance last week. Not Not just just at his position, not just offensive linemen. Including long snapper. (laughs) I don't know if it includes long snapper or not. (laughs) But trust your offensive lineman in this game if you're Kenny because I think the pocket will be there a majority of the time. And you know what? If you hold on to the ball and get take a sack because you stayed in the pocket a little too long, I almost like seeing that more than taking a sack because you'd bailed on the pocket too soon and got chased down and tripped up. 
Mm. Like if you're going to take a sack and we sit there and go, I held on to the ball too long, but at least he stayed in the pocket and he had his eyes downfield. I think that's a little bit of progress. And then you hopefully will make it so that you don't get sacked by staying in the pocket too long and be able to get rid of the ball in time. But still, you, you know what I'm trying to say. No, I, I totally understand what you're trying to say there. And it's 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 spot on because <clears throat> I agree with you getting back to one of your points you made earlier. It was not it did not seem like it should have been a six sack performance by the New Orleans front. And the New Orleans front, yes, they have names like Cam Jordan, but it wasn't the most intimidating. They're I mean, they're more successful than uh Cincinnati, but it's nothing like you're facing against the Eagles when you did two weeks ago before or right before your bye week. So now facing an even more inferior team against the Cincinnati Bengals in their defensive front, I absolutely think that can I just but that's that's the thing, Tom. It's it's growing pains. Like you want to say take that extra second to evaluate before you bail. But maybe just as a rookie, he he's just used to that college element or that college feel to it where he's able to do it because he at the time when he was playing in college, he was the best player on the field. Now, that's not the case. I'm not saying he's the worst player on the field, but there are significantly better <clears throat> opponents or significantly, significantly smarter opponents, rather, you could say, that could take him down if he decides to make that bail. And you hope that he can learn from his mistakes from last from last week, trust the, that offensive line a little bit more, stay a little bit calmer for a second longer, to maybe make the right decision that you didn't make last week, but he's young, and he's going to be a little trigger-happy at times, and that's just part of, as we've been talking about all episode long, of getting acclimated to NFL-caliber play. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. What else helps stopping a team from blitzing your quarterback and just pinning their ears back and trying to make his life a living hell? Mm-hmm. A damn good running game. Oh, man. And they had one last week against Absolutely. The you know what's funny, Stiffer Tom? test this week, though? Uh, Statistically speaking, not much. They're kind of around the same I, I spot. Say, no, but I, no. I, yeah, it's tough. DJ Reader's going to be back, though, I think, for the Bengals. Okay. And he's a stud up for Right. It, and that's, that's trouble. But I still think that, you know, you got to beat good players to mm-hmm. run the ball in this league. They're... What does everybody love to say? They're on scholarship too. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be able to line up against some dudes every once in a while and still be able to run the ball. So yeah, you might have a good run stuff for coming back for the Bengals. Shouldn't be an excuse. I want to see the same kind of progress we saw last week, if not more. 
Yeah, how about the fact that uh, going into that Saints game, Tom, the team didn't have a run for longer than 20 yards, and they had four of them on Sunday against the Saints. Najee, I believe, had two. Jalen Warren had one, and Kenny Pickett had one. Right? I mean, like, it doesn't just have to be Najee Harris gets 25, 30 carries a game. Apparently not. And is your bell cow. And <clears throat> by that point, with 25, 30 carries, he averages at a minimum four and a half yards per carry to five yards per carry and gets you 125 minimum yards. No, you don't need that from him. With Kenny Pickett being mobile, and I know we just talked about him being smarter in the pocket, but we've also discussed in previous episodes calling more design runs, right? If you can if you can get the defense thinking that Najee Harris is going to get the ball on maybe first down, because that seems to have been the the Steelers' mo is running the ball on first and second down. Why not? Why not do some, not necessarily trickeration, but just do some deception. And, and seem like you're going to give the ball to Najee, and then Kenny just takes it himself. Like, you don't need to work Najee to the bone, right? You don't need to— Which is what they want—that's what they were hoping for at the beginning right? of the season. But it, it's They wanted become, to take carries out of Najee's pocket. It's become more apparent that the winning formula in terms of ground game success is allowing Jalen Warren to be a part of the running game as well as Kenny but Pickett. But not the running no, game. No, 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 no. A part of it right. as well right. as Kenny Pickett. It all centers around number 22, though, being number one. Because— I think you've got good picket running is picket running. You know, I want a quarterback mm-hmm. to it's make a play with his legs, whenever. It's going to happen. But Warren is only good, I think, in that same role you saw him in on Sunday of last week against the Saints. You know, you got nine carries, but they were really productive carries. And the big key there is don't have Warren's average yards per game dip too far below Najee's if Najee's playing well. Najee had five yards per carry. Warren was right around that same spot. There's no drop-off. That's the biggest key. You're not going to go 20 carries, 20 carries, split a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb-style backfield with these two because I think that puts Warren in a spot to not really succeed. You're kind of you know, putting him out of his element. He's out of his depth if you put him as that starter mm-hmm. role or if you give him too many carries. But yeah, if, no. But if Najee's playing 99-yard on 20 carries football, averaging five yards a pop— then Warren is a great change of pace back, a great just different style of runner that you can throw at a team nine, ten times. Absolutely. I, I mean, as you mentioned, Kenny is going to take off eventually. It's inevitable. So if you look at the box score at the end of the day, Najee Harris has 20 carries, Jalen Warren has seven, and maybe Kenny has five. Yeah, that's awesome. I have no problem with that. That's awesome. That's You're almost running the ball 30 times as a team, and you know, probably there's a sprinkled in Steven Sims sweep, George yeah, Pickens right. sweep there. Yeah. So you're probably cutting close to 35 rushes. Like and you 35 know Kenny, rushes as a know, team, I'd like to sign up for that all year long. You know Kenny's not throwing the ball 40, 50 times. Not the way that they're using him. No, right. Although that's a whole different debate. Should they have him start to open things up a little bit? And I think people were hoping, I mean, Ben on his podcast pointed out 75-yard touchdown to Deontay first play of the game. Was there. And there was other game moments in the game like that. A crossing route for Pickens. You got you guys yeah. that are open and you're just missing them. Matt Williamson thinks he's putting his eyes down and looking at the rush more than he's looking at the entire mm-hmm. field. That's a big problem. you yeah. got to be able to keep your eyes downfield and feel that pressure. Sure. Here's the thing, Tom, too, is though that the the second that first splash play happens. Well, and there was a splash play. He, he did there hit was. Deontay. He did hit go. Deontay, but... When it goes for that touchdown, yes. when it goes for that 75-yard 75 75 yard bomb, yes. The I think catch you, and run, yes. I think you really just need one. 
right. to have the floodgates open. Yeah. Start feeling it a little bit. You get one, and then Kenny's like, oh, well, I have Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, who are both capable of A, making the catch, B, getting deep, and then C, getting the yardage additionally to the end zone. But I don't want to really necessarily be like, I gotta open it up more no, because you're, they were you're not saying leading that. or tied the entire time against the Saints. Mm-hmm. If they get down by ten points in Cincinnati against Cincinnati on Sunday, and they still don't seem to want to just you know spread throw it out beyond the yard it, again, yeah, then I, I gotta be like, you gotta let the guy throw eventually. And I get them waiting until maybe a point where they're down by double digits, mm-hmm. and you have to throw yourself back into it. So. I'm not going to crucify them right now for okay. being like, oh, why didn't you open things up even against the Saints? That sure. could have been like a 35-point performance. I think there were some plays that Kenny missed, and I think that you were winning the game and running the ball so effectively there was really sure. no need to try to risk things in the air and potentially have a turnover. Which, by the way, that was one thing he did great. He And that's what Jerry Dulac said on the Mark Manchester. So, you know, the one thing that I think he really went into the bye week focusing on and – at least the first game out, checked the box, he protected the football. He didn't turn it over, and mm-hmm. there was really no interceptable passes. There was the one that could have there been picked, one, but there was a right. pass interference on the play, and I think Kenny kind of knew it the entire time. So he really took probably the biggest issue with himself on, I can't throw three picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Miami game, he lost that game because of the interceptions. Now, right. there could have been other plays made by other people to win the game for On defense. Yes, Making they dropped five interceptions, but still, he threw three of his own. Um, He threw interceptions. Uh, I'm trying to think of another game that they had. The Jets game. They he Mm -hmm. threw a couple of late interceptions at crucial times in that game in his first NFL action. So at least that's one thing that you can at least look at and tangibly be like, okay, he went into the break and at least came out on the other side with a clean performance turnover wise. Yeah, I I like how. The first couple of games that he played, right? He came out in the Jets game, threw three interceptions in that second half alone. Didn't look super <clears throat> great moving forward, but we've seen those numbers kind of dwindle down, right? The mm-hmm. The narrative was, what, he was at a touchdown-to-interception ratio of something like 1-7, to seven, I think? Yes. Now it's gotten a little more even. He's still not... His touchdowns have yet to exceed his interceptions thrown, but... It seems that we're in that we're stepping in that direction. It's just that, and and maybe this is a a pivot in the conversation to a different point. But when they're in the red zone, right? We've talked about their lack of deep throws. But when they have only twenty yards to gain or less than twenty yards to gain to get to the end zone, they're still not really throwing the. They're really using the ground game to get into the end zone. And when they do use the passing game, it's been one touching, one passing touchdown by by Kenny and and there was the um, what was it the Chase Claypool touchdown pass to Derek Watt. Those are the only two touchdown passes that co- really come to mind because there was a one yard touchdown pass to uh, Najee Harris wide open in the Miami game, right where he just he had the the end the the. The out route uh, to the sideline, he was just completely unguarded. So that doesn't stick out to you as a really good play by the offense. So even so, when they don't even have to throw the ball long, they're not allowing Kenny to even throw the ball near the end zone. One thing I want to see the Steelers invest in in this offseason. Sure. They need to get a slot receiver. because, Mm. And you know what? Maybe Calvin Austin is that. Yeah. I kind of forgot about him just now. because. Well, I don't blame you because he hasn't been there. Yeah, not his and, fault, so I'm not going to crush him. 
And a couple of weeks back when the Steelers had the chance to activate him off the IR. He practiced for a couple of weeks. Before, because if they did it by that deadline, deadline, he would have had to miss the entire season. And they didn't activate him. It was disappointing. I don't really understand. I was excited to see him. I don't really understand the reason to not do that. To not activate him? Yeah. Because he wasn't healthy. I mean. (laughs) What do you mean? He couldn't play. That's why. And maybe he would have been able to play in three more weeks' time, but that's the rules. you got to play by them. Uh, But I was thinking, you know, you got to get a slot receiver because that is missing with Claypool being gone. I I think Claypool's trade was a great trade. But I don't want to see them take a draft pick on that slot receiver. No. And maybe that's because you either do it in free agency or – you go and pretend like we just drafted Calvin Austin again this mm-hmm. year, and this is his new rookie. The draft year. formula is there, and it should not be anything med- about the trenches. <laughs> meddled, meddled with, right? It should not be overthought or anything like that in the first two rounds, if not beyond the third or, or to the third, because at that point you're taking four picks. Because we have to remember the um, the Chicago pick is also in the Steelers. Uh, That's their back pocket, and that looks in their back better pocket, and better right? each day. Right, because even though Justin Fields is playing really well, they the don't Bears have a defense could, anymore. Bears continue to lose, so it's it does look like a better pick. But yeah, I I, I like that logic of going with Calvin Austin as if he's a rookie in 2023. However, it does hurt Kenny to not have a guy like that in 2022. Subscribe right now to the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola talks with head coach Mike Tomlin about the upcoming game. New episodes drop every game day, and they're available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever. You get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that now so you can hear all now. of Coach's thoughts before the game on Sunday against Cincinnati when he sits down with Labs. Talk a little bit more offense. I want to talk about Pickens and Deontay some more. So we'll do that to kick off the next episode before we get to the defense mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how the hell you stop Joe Burrow, who, by the way, doesn't throw interceptions ever anymore after four. But doesn't have Jamar Chase. against the Steelers. Doesn't Does not have Jamar, have Jamar Chase either. So we'll get into a little more Steelers offense, the Bengals offense, Steelers defense, all that fun stuff on the way. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Offerman. You're listening to the Steelers Standard. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 